Welcome to Amplified. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, welcome and happy holidays. And for those of you celebrating Kwanzaa in a couple days, happy Kwanzaa to you. So we have uh, a big show as always. I mean, I don't even know why I say it anymore. It's always a big show. Andrea, you just got back from your lovely vacation in Cancun, took over Mexico. I did um, actually spent the equinox at the uh, Chichen Itza uh, pyramids. So that was quite exciting to be able to do something like that on a holiday. So that was beautiful. I think I've been to those. Those are pretty, uh, pretty cool pyramids. That's actually a wonder of the world of Mexico. Definitely uh, one of the seven wonders of the world. So I was uh, so pleased to have that one crossed off my bucket list. That's one of the seven wonders of the world. It is. You're sure, you're sure about that? Okay, I'll, I'll Google that during uh, the break. I didn't know that was one of the seven wonders of the world. I knew it was one of the wonders of the world. Okay, well, so top the seven. That I went there. <laughs> oh, that's what they're using to get the tourists to come. That's, that's what, they're, what doing. they're doing. So they did a really good job of false advertisement. If not, <laughs> it's the unknown <laughs> seven well, non-wonders of the world. <laughs> we we kind of had a, a bad situation occur, and we might as well tell our audience about it. But uh, Aaron, our producer and the guy who basically makes this show happen all the all the buttons and the volume levels and the backward counting i mean our guests know how to backward count probably better than anybody and uh aaron i knew we were getting near the end of the year and i said you know when's your birthday and he disclosed that i missed it so i was a little sad about that so um that is going to be probably one of the bigger things we keep track of next year and uh, we'll actually dedicate a show to aaron and we'll that rock on lovely so uh, you actually did not work uh, in Cancun because I tried to reach you probably every hour on the hour and you it had an automated text back. I am on vacation. I will not be doing any business. I am completely connecting my spirit to the world of the ancient, uh, was it the wonder of the world that you were at? <laughs> the seventh wonder of the world. Yeah, so that's what you were doing. <laughs> I did. Um, actually, it was a request of my husband. Actually, we've never been on a vacation that's not a working vacation since we got married uh, 23 years ago, 24 years ago. I forget how many. Anyhow, uh, uh, he told me uh, no uh, phone, no laptop, and uh, I would have a lovely time, but I was not allowed to take either one. But I think my subconscious didn't want me to go because I love working. I lost my passport and didn't find it until two and a half hours before we had to leave. <laughs> That's exciting. And did, so, did you read any good books? I I did. My daughter wanted me to read. Um, she said, don't read work books. Dad said no working vacation. And so she had me read the series of the Maze Runner. So I did read uh, the series. So Well, I, I, have to, I have to say that that part I have a, a contention with. Because if you are on your working vacation and you enjoy reading business books, you don't have time to read while you're in your business life. A business book or two that is something you didn't get to and you finally get to it during a working vacation, I mean during a pleasant vacation, will actually pay for more vacations because <laughs> when you read good business books during a vacation, you actually come back ready to do new things better. But, I agree. However, I wanted to uh, appease my family since I travel a lot. In fact, I spend most of the year with you. 
than with them. So I figured they had me for seven days. I would do what they asked. And actually, I'm really glad because we do publish, you know, books that are not business books and uh, children's um, books as well. And so even though this is more of a teenager book series, I was really glad to read that so that um, because I do have some people that have approached me about doing non-business books and, and we've already done children's books. So that was very, very good wisdom and information. Well, here's to a 2019 where we do a lot less business. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we'll do more business even better because we've had some great reviews this year. It's been absolutely fabulous working with you, and uh, we have some great things in the future for 2019. And uh, I think people are going to be quite amazed about what's going to be uh, showing up in front of them. So I'm looking forward to it. Well, one of the things that I think our audience is probably most excited about is the release of your Keep Smiling story and the fact that anybody that is a leader or an influencer, they would qualify at a, at a easier level to write their TEDx type of Keep Smiling uh, chapter, which is exclusive in a book, and it tells their journey, which is obviously their story. It tells what they had to overcome to become the great person that they are, the great leader, the great influencer, which ultimately defines someone's why and the reason they matter and actually their passion for why they get up early in the morning and love to do what they do. And then ultimately, you can have more business than you know what to do with if you can prove to the world, to your audience, to your target market, that you uh, unequivocally can always create abundance, solve problems in that person's life, and inspire smiles and have a positive lifestyle because of all that. So I think that's pretty exciting that your book is coming out. Is it coming out before the Marketer's Cruise? It will be. Because, you know, we're getting down to the wire on that print date. Well, I did decide that Keep Smiling is not work because it is a nonprofit and it's something of great joy and love. So I did work on Keep Smiling stuff while I was gone because it wasn't work. Well, I, I wouldn't argue that point. It's if you like what you do, it's not considered work. So we have our first guest. Once you our cameo guest. Once you in, uh, introduce and uh, take over the throttles and help us bring this ship in. All right, sounds lovely. So uh, we had the pleasure of being at Manny Lopez's event in San Diego a week before last, and we met Ruben Hagens, and uh, we only had got to speak to him a few minutes before we had to head out the door and head to our next event. Uh, but I had the pleasure of uh, having a great a short discussion with him, and he's not only an entertainment entrepreneur, but he's developed some really cool um, applications for people's phones, and uh, he also is in the process of wanting to publish a children's book and so I knew that we had to have Ruben on he also goes by Ben so Ben um, I'm going to use the show to get to know you better and introduce you to Ken in the world <laughs> awesome 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 hi how you doing Ken and good I'm morning doing great. it sounds like sounds like you got up at five or four o'clock in the morning and did your uh, new year's resolution two-hour workout sounds like you're <laughs> full of life <laughs> Always full of life, man. Um, we're actually uh, taking the time to visit our granddaughters, me and my wife, and uh, we're out in California right now visiting our three granddaughters for this weekend before we have to adjourn and go back to the business world. <laughs> well, I, I forgot to mention, last year we couldn't have talked to you uh, on this day because it was on Christmas Day, and it was also on New Year's Day that the Mondays were landing. So it was kind of weird to wake up after a Sunday and say, there's a show today, and then there's a holiday. So what, is, what are you hoping uh, happens for your holiday? 
Uh, well, right now, currently, we're just, I think we're just taking it one day at a time. We're enjoying it. Just, you know, okay. we're close to family, and we're just expecting, you know, to share the time right now with our little ones, our loved ones, and have a good, you know, uh, uh, family environment. We, we got a couple of places that we have to go and visit, sister-in-laws and, you know, visit our lovely mother. So uh, we're just taking a good, we're taking a time, taking, our, taking a good time a, doing it. Have you done a children's book before? Uh, a children's book? No, I haven't. I've written numerous stories, but uh, we never really, I was never really serious enough as far as doing, you know, becoming an actual author until I spoke with my uncle Emerson Watkins, who were, who was already an uh, established author, and he mm-hmm. convinced me, like, you know, to use my imagination, give it a sh- give it a shot, give it a try. And uh, what I wanted to do is wanted to make sure that it was motivational, spiritual, and the kids can actually see, you know, the inner talents that they have, you know, the special abilities that they have. So, and that kind of propelled me to actually sit down and and begin that journey. Well, that's excellent. You know, uh, since this might be your first book and first children's book um, on the air and for the audience yeah. uh, that uh, sometimes misses this beat is that it's really a big triumph to create a book because so many people say they're going to do it and they don't. So my applause to you for, you know, making this a, a high priority. But so many people, when they do their book, they're so disenchanted after they do it because no one wants their book. No one knows about their book and no one really wants to part with the $20. So. I just want to say this, uh, anybody that is going to take the challenge of getting their book out in 2019, think about three things. One thing is how amazing your cover is going to be so it inspires you to write it and finish it and inspires people to look at it, check it out, and at least give it a five or ten seconds to decide if they want to know more. That's number one. Number two, <clears throat> make sure you have a budget that is probably ten times higher on the marketing side than the book side because so many people put all their money in the book and then big surprise they have a bucket list done but they have no marketing budget and so no one knows about the book and the book does not sell and three mm-hmm. our lovely Andrea I got to tell you she makes sure that authors have their books stay alive and they get into all kinds of events and they get the publicity they need so a big shout out to Andrea this year I have to say I probably half the events I did this year were because of her contacts and her giving me a heads up. This is a place you need to have your book. This is a place you need to speak. So the Red Carpet Connection cannot say enough good things about a company and a publicist that actually has the right relationships that are going to get you where you need to go. Because it really, when it comes down to it, the only reason people win in the world is because of campaigns that are solid. So um, the Red Carpet Connection is obviously... Uh, the shout out I'm giving it's a, it's a personal shout out but I wanted to say that if you listen to all the shows I did this year I haven't gone that hard and heavy on a publicist but in reflecting during my little break this year I realized that if you don't have a publicist you don't have a coach you don't have a mentor you're probably going to find yourself in the unknown frustrated world and it's just good to have those three in place if you can so what's the title of your children's book? The title of the book is, um, well, kind of, it's a work in progress. <laughs> it's, uh, well, so, but so far we have um, Find a Friend, Be a Friend. And it's, so I want to say it's central around, you know, the children's bullying. So, anti, you know, it's an anti-bullies book. 
that actually coaches people, you know, coaches children, excuse me, to be in, you know, to actually stand up. But there's, you know, techniques in there that will actually help them, you know, coach through it. Well, give us one technique. Give us one technique because we got to get to our, give us one technique. We have to get to our first guest. I wanted to give you a little opportunity to share one tip that uh, kids should know. And parents. One tip uh, that we have in there is basically if you, you know, you tell someone, you know, let someone know that it can actually assert themselves. Yeah. And, you know, come in and be a, a, a guardian, you know, with you. So that way they're a support group right there. And from that point, you know, it will actually neutralize the bully. So, and, right. you know, we feel that's the, you know, if you have a group of your support group, we feel that right, that one right there is actually a, the best technique. You know, there's a few others, but that's the best technique. As long as you alert someone and you let them know something is wrong, uh, they can actually correct it. You know, awesome. and if you see something, tell something. If you see someone being bullied, tell someone, you know, that it. we believe that's a really good support base. Well, Ben, I am so proud that you said those two things because it reminded me of one of the reasons I'm feeling kind of funky is that I lost a very good friend last week. And um, although he's a new friend, he's a friend that actually was dealing with exactly what you're talking about, which is teaching children how to have discipline, how to um, stand up for themselves, how to make sure that they are taking care of people that are being bullied. And he was a Taekwondo instructor. And uh, his name was Gerald Dawson. He died at a very young age of 52 uh, this December. And when you said that, it gave me chills because I realized that's really what you're doing with your book is what he was doing with his school, which is teaching kids to be confident, um, to love themselves, and to take care of themselves. So bravo to you. I, I would love to bring you back on the show when we have the book done and let people know where they can get it. That would be awesome. And I would love to come back and share it with you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for making a difference in the world, especially 2019 is going to be a big year for you with your first book and a children's book that will help address uh, what is a big problem in the United States as well as the world is taking advantage of people that are weaker instead of making them uh, be leaders. So thank you for that. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it, Ken. And Andrea, you guys have a wonderful Christmas and a happy New Year. (laughs) Yes, happy holidays. Thank you. Andrea, right. if you'd be so kind to introduce our lovely guest from Houston. I will. Yvette Mayo is the president of Yo Soy I Am LLC, and she's a professional development and consulting firm as far as the CEO and then manager of that. She is an award-winning entrepreneur, international speaker, who I had the pleasure of hearing speak while we were in Houston, Texas. She does professional development, and she's an expert in that area, and she's also an award-winning author. She's known as the power advocate by her clients for her commitment in creating powerful and impactful results. She has spent most of her 27-year career working in business development, sales, marketing, and training, and she's combined her business and her development experiences to create her firm centered on powerful processes and training that guide her clients in building sound business skills. And she also has um, even more exciting things going on, and I want her to talk about power on heels, but I'm going to let her do that herself. Standing ovation to you, Yvette. Thanks so much for being here. Oh, good morning. I'm super excited to be here. And as you can see, there's clarity in my voice today. 
Yes, that's right, Ken. Uh, she was supposed to be on with us two weeks ago, but she had strained her voice because she was speaking on a daily basis at that big event, Speak at America, with Ernesto Verdugo, and uh, she had done it so much her doctor told her to be quiet. <laughs> well, Yvette, I have to say one of the things that Andrea left out in the bio is what a great driver you are. I mean, you were jetting through Houston. <laughs> The, the impossible was happening. We had to call in. We actually said to NASA, we said, Houston, we do have a problem. And Yvette yeah. was a solution. <laughs> Yvette was a solution. She got us there with two minutes to spare. We hopped in the last shuttle. If that shuttle had not been captured and caught, we would have actually missed the entire afternoon. And the social media world would have paid the price. So thank you, Yvette. Oh. Oh, you're welcome. It was a wonderful event, and thank you. I mean, I think that um, the Speak in America event was valuable in so many ways, and they did a great job of bringing us all together. But um, it gave me an opportunity to meet great people like both you and Andrea and um, and gave us a chance to really get to know each other because, unfortunately, we attend all these events, but we don't get a chance to really chat. And I think that time I had you captured in my car gave us a chance to connect. Also breaking bread and, and breaking shrimp. Oh. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. She, said she captured us I didn't realize that we were taken hostage we had such a good time <laughs> <laughs> that's the magic of being captured right <laughs> it is yeah that's what when people say uh, when I say I'd like to take your picture and they say well, I don't like to take pictures I go no 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 that's why I'm going to take it I'm going to take it you don't have to take it so it's yeah. nice to be yeah, captured it was a wonderful so, it was wonderful um, it was wonderful we have a lot of questions and obviously not enough time to do them all. So let, let's start off with, uh, I guess, um, let's start off with your journey as far as uh, where you're born and, and who you are that became, at what point did you become who you are? Um, well, listen, I think that's a loaded question and I'm going to do my best to summarize it in a short amount of time. So I'm, I was born in a very small town on a very small island in the Caribbean called Manatee, Puerto Rico. My dad was um, the one of four children, and uh, my dad was in the military. So we left the island when we were six years old, and we moved to the United States um, with my dad and his duty um, stations. But what I think what I found out at an early age was is that from the time I'm from kindergarten to seventh grade, my brother and I attended 13 schools. So I grew up in constant change and developing, you know, interpersonal skills that really for me, was um, little that I know was just surviving. Now we call it a simulation and acculturation in the business world. But back then, I was a little girl trying to make friends. But what that did do is, is when we finally settled in San Diego, it gave me a perspective of what it is to have roots and to really be part of a community. So I understand both sides of having ties and connections to something that had value and importance, but also the unknown and the constant change. Um, I took that into my corporate world. Um, um, I left, you know, I left home. I got married and joined the corporate space. And along those ways, one thing that I did do is, is um, unfortunately, and fortunately, I think it was a two-sided. Um, um, it was a two side, There was two sides to it. And that was is that I knew what change was and what was what came from it, but then I also had things that tied me down, such as community and culture. And so by the time I was about 35 years old, um, I realized that um, I was always adapting and changing to job descriptions, 
expectations of others, um, whether it was family, whether it was um, marriage situation. Um, the roles of my life were very dominant in my life, and I really just fell into those roles and the responsibilities that came with them. And I think it was about the age of 35 that I realized that I didn't really know myself, that I was so busy trying to fit in what, commu- what community and organizations and people wanted and expected of me and to be dutiful in those roles that I lost of who I was. So um, at the age of 35, I became divorced, a single mom of two very beautiful and dynamic young women, and I realized it was time for me to do me. So um, the process was um, was long. It was tedious, but I think it was that reality that I I had deferred so much of my power and the things that I desired to others and didn't really take full ownership of that. Well, I was so impressed with who you are and were at that event. You were such a positive person and an optimistic uh, leader. You really create a spiritual force that is just so beautiful. And although I was only there one day, we stayed in touch, and I am so excited about you being a voice of the Key Somali movement because there's not one time. I mean, when you're running late, stress can enter the life, and, and thoughts can change and all that. You remain just such a positive force, a beautiful smile, and I, I, I just loved every bit of the time I was able to spend with you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. But I think that's what we have to do. I think we it's so easy to fall into the negativity and the things that are not for you. I think we always have to bring light to what is um, and highlight what is important to us and what's important that's happening around us. And if we would have been stressed out about being there and all of that, we wouldn't have had a chance to chat and have lunch and really get to know each other, Andrea and you and myself sitting there and really chatting and really, I think we really became intentional about what we wanted to accomplish in our time together. And that became our focus, not the fact that we were on a very tight schedule. Amen. So your book that you were so gracious to give me, and I think a lot of people miss the point is that when you do a book, you're not actually selling the book. You're actually creating a way of having the book duplicate you so that you can inspire others to get to know you better, work with you, or become a, a version of you. And so tell me about why that book was so important, the title of the book, and uh, what the main message was. Well, I think one of the things that I want to always make sure is, is that I'm being authentic in everything that I do. And we hear that word a lot, whether it's through social media and everything, but authenticity or being an authentic leader is building trust. And I think in order for you to really buy into the idea of what I'm, I'm trying to share with you is that I have to build trust. So part of it is that I have to bear something about myself so you understand who I am and why this process or this information changed me but now can possibly change you. So the book is called A 30-Day Guide to Your Power, Powerful Outcomes Through Powerful Words. And I truly believe that we have been through life, uh, we have... Um, inherited um, philosophies and processes and traditions that we've been programmed to believe for far too long. Um, We kind of have moved away from our self-truth. And so in order to be an authentic leader, you have to know your self-truth. So what I want people to get from this book is an opportunity to develop um, um, foundational thinking. Awesome. And uh, And the next question. Go ahead. 
And so through that, there's awareness, creating unbiased, you know, processes about who they are, um, creating new behaviors and actions, but also creating a um, relational authenticity. And that is how to build up, you know, um, yourself um, in your community and an audience to really create some really important social impact. Well, I wanted to make sure Andrea, since she got a, a full hour or maybe even two hours during her lunch break to get to know you, that she had an opportunity to ask a question or two. Go ahead, Andre. Well, I wanted you to share more about what's next for the Power on Heels, because that's such a beautiful nonprofit that you've started. Well, it started from, you know, from, from the work that we all do. You know, one of the things that we're doing is we're out here meeting wonderful people. We're impacting lives. But once we leave an event, we don't always do a really good job of connecting so, or staying connected. So one of the things that I did is, is online I created um, a public um, group called the Power on Heels Network. And it's just a social platform online on Facebook that allowed women who I came across, because it just seems that organically I, I, I moved towards women. So Power on Heels became who we are. Um, so anyway, every day we do a daily pose. Um, we do um, Facebook Live events where we bring experts to the table. And then also we do local conferences here in the Houston area. Um, over time, we've grown over to over 2,400 women from around the United States, not just the Houston area. And as, a, as the last two years we've progressed and grown, there was um, the need of creating something more. So um, I created, um, in, in July of this year, a nonprofit called the Power on Heels Fund. It is to support women in their professional and personal growth, especially Hispanic women, women of, um, of Hispanic descent, who suffer from a thing called pay gap inequity. So our social issue is we want to eliminate or minimize pay gap inequity that it has on the lives of Latinas, Latina professionals, Latina business owners, but most importantly, their families and the communities they serve. So through this program, we're going to launch it in 2019. There'll be professional development training. They'll have the opportunity to apply for scholarships. And we have a score of events that are focused on building this community and minimizing how this social injustice of pay gap inequity continues to impact this community. So I'm really proud of it. I see the impact every day, and I'm glad that we're going to start shifting at it and the fourth largest city in the country. Well, you had brought up some of the stats in the car, and they were pretty atrocious. There's a, a pretty big economic gap. Do you want to share a couple of the stats? Well, absolutely. And I think one of the things I always say in all my training sessions or on my one-on-one coaching sessions is you don't know what you don't know. And one of the things is, is that for every dollar that a man makes in America, a Latina makes 46 cents on the average. In states like California and Texas, which have the largest Hispanic populations in the country currently, in Texas, that, that is reduced to 44 cents. And in California, it's reduced to 43 cents. So what does that mean? How does that translate? Well, it translates into huge disparities. And um, one of them that really, and I'm, and I'm glad that you brought that up, I'm going to flip this page real quick because what is that? What's the impact in a family or, or a Hispanic woman who is head of household? Well, that translates into 183 weeks of food um, for her family. Um, it translates to 16 more months of mortgage and utilities, 26 more months of rent, 
or possibly uh, 6,867 additional gallons of gas. So that's what the pay gap inequity translates into the daily lives um, of these women. Um, with that money, with, if, if it, was, it was made smaller, minimized, eliminated, um, these women will have the ability to have that, um, those, those monies to serve their families, but most importantly, you know, their communities. But the greatest impact is still family and themselves. Well, I, I have to say that your math is pretty solid in most of what you just shared, but in the mortgage part with compound interest, I would say it's not 16 months. It's probably more like 15 years. Oh, yeah. yeah. More. But I think we don't, yeah, we don't know what we don't know, and I think it's important to understand that they can stand alone, they can stand next to someone and have the same credentials, if not uh, you know, more, uh, but yet the disparity takes place. How do we change it? So it's teaching women how to, you know, find their power, speak their power, negotiate, um, have the language, um, know that they can ask for more, um, and really change um, their position and their position of influence in the workplace and in the marketplace. So I'm, you know, I want to be a proponent of that. So I'm always, I am the, that's why I'm called the power advocate because I want people to understand they do have power over their situation. Well, I want to make sure Andrea gives the link, but before she does, um, how can people connect with you and also get your book? Well, I can, um, I'm, I can be found on social media. Um, um, my name is Yvette with an I, I-V-E-T-T-E. I'm on Facebook. I am on Instagram, and I am on LinkedIn under Yvette Mayo. Um, please join us, uh, join me. Also, my website, um, just to make it easier for everybody, it's, of course, www.yvettemayo.com. There you get to find out all the wonderful things that I do, and there you can also send a link. But the, um, the other component about my book you can find it on Amazon.com under the title of A 30-Day Guide to Your Power, Powerful Outcomes Through Powerful Words by Yvette Mayo. And remember, Yvette with an I. Amen. And, and Andrea, if you'd like to give the affiliate link. Well, right now the affiliate link shows up as www.important.click forward slash Amplify. And uh, please, uh, if you have any trouble reaching uh, the Speak in America event, just reach out to us here at Amplify or to uh, the Umbrella Syndicate, and we'll get you that information so that you can join us at future events. I know uh, next they're going to Dubai and some other really cool places, so it'll be a lot of fun. And Yvette was so kind to give us this link because it actually funds the Keep Smiling movement. So every time we're giving a link on the social media channel or on the, uh, the radio show, we are making sure that anything that happens on that link uh, goes to the Keep Smiling movement, which helps bring more guests like Yvette and obviously gets all the expenses to get these books out to you. So anything else, Andrea? No, I'm all set there. And I, I adored uh, spending time with you and I'm looking forward to what you're going to do next. So thanks so much, Yvette, for being with us. Yes, well, oh, thank you, and I appreciate both of you, and I look forward to building, you know, a, a greater collaboration between the both of, um, between all three of us, um, because I really feel like there's some synergies, and I think that we need to take advantage of those things. So thank you for having me here today and sharing your your platform with me, and I look forward to um, powering up with you guys. 
Well, you know, pro- I'm actually think- looking forward to a Power on Heels Keep Smiling book. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say, not just a Power on Heels Keep Smiling book, but a Power on Heels Siga Sonriendo uh, Keep Smiling book, because we want a bilingual Latino book to yeah. help help address the gap and also to inspire people to become bilingual. It's it's very important in this day and age that you're able to speak to more people. So, Yvette, thank you so much for all that you do, and we're going to be back in break. Do not leave, because we're going to actually have you for the rapid fire at the end of the show. sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Well, we are back, and what a great segment we're going to have for the second segment. And I want to say that there are so many great uh, quotes in the world, and we want to make sure we at least give a shout out to Dan Quill, who's given a couple really great ones. And the quote I would like to give for this segment is, I believe we are in an irreversible trend towards more freedom and democracy, but that could change, Dan Quill. And how beautifully said. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and share a couple more quotes uh, through the show, but we want to bring our second guest on, so go for it, Andrea. <laughs> Well, that was a perfect segue to our next guest, Warren Carlyle, who is absolutely just a talent, fun, uh, um, 
I just love him. Uh, Warren Carlyle is the community building strategist and the CEO and founder of OctoNation. So talk about building a nation, uh, but this guy's got a lot more sense and a lot bigger, better humor. Uh, the largest uh, community of octopus fan club in the world. It's a 501c3 with over 250,000 plus members across various platforms. And he helps entrepreneurs, small businesses, startups, and other agencies and nonprofits grow through monetization strategies that build communities of ideal customers that actually show up to live videos and leave a flood of comments, which is so fun and I can't wait to do with Keep Smiling. Having worked closely with celebrity artists, thought leaders, bloggers, fitness personalities, and brands such as Sony Pictures and GQ, Warren understands and advocates the building of engaged communities online as the lifeblood of a business relevant to the marketplace. So he has so much more to share. Let's have him on. Warren, I'm so glad to have you and I keep seeing octopuses everywhere now. <laughs> oh, hello, guys. How's everyone doing? <laughs> awesome. Happy holidays. Our uh, first question is uh, your reaction to the first segment of the show. And you met Yvette, actually, at the, at the event. Yeah, I met her and I, I love the work that she's doing. I mean, I, I feel like you, when you have, when you're trying to build a community, you, you need a powerful leader to head it up. And she she knows how to hold herself. She knows how to speak in front of a, a room of people. And she definitely impressed me at the event as well. How did you meet uh, Ernesto? Or can Ernesto, I, I met Ernesto actually through Gail. So I've done some work with Gail in the past, and she is now working with him. So um, they introduced us, and she said, there's a lot that I want to do with you in, in 2019, and you need a speaker's reel. <laughs> and so... She said, we need to get you a speaker's reel so I can pitch you to more places. So I said, okay, let's do it. Well, well without going on the biggest tangent ever of, of having you edify all these amazing people you're dropping their name, Gail, who has been on our show before, just actually before we went to Houston, um, I want you to discuss the importance of getting out of your comfort zone and going to events and meeting extraordinary people and how things like that end up with a conversation like this on the air. Yeah, I mean, uh, events are really where it all happens. Uh, you, you really, I mean, I'm a community building strategist, and I, I branded myself as online community building strategist, but a lot of the relationships that I've made, some of the powerful connections that I've made have been that are going to events and, um, and meeting people. So, I mean, you really have to, once you've established that connection or you're aware of where your ideal audience is, is showing up. The thought leaders are. You need to get up and go there, and uh, definitely, um, you know, try to meet them in person and see how you can give them value. Because that that was one thing that I did with Gail when I first met her. Gail Kingsbury was. I said, okay, how can I help you with your um, you or the people that you serve? Their online communities because I have a methodology that really helps build fanatical community, and she plugged me right in. So. That was that. <laughs> and, and, I, and I don't think it's any secret that when you're actually really intentional about your campaign and your purpose-driven life, you're going to run into the mm -hmm. same people a lot. And then that frequency of running into them is going to cause the relationship to really become an abundant relationship because the conversations are going to get a lot more in, uh, a, a lot more collaborative. So 100%. we actually have – we've been at probably half dozen events that we've seen each other, had an opportunity to take coffee, whatever, and here we are. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if this quote actually will 
do justice to my point, but Donald Rumsfeld is famously known for saying there are no knowns, there are things we know we know. We also know there are known unknowns. There is, that is to say that we know there are some things we do not know, but there are also unknown unknowns. The ones we don't know, we don't know. And how beautifully said that if you don't get out of your space and you don't get out of your comfort zone, you don't know what you're going to miss. You don't know who you're not going to meet and you don't know how that's going to affect your future. Yeah. And I mean, you also don't know what they, you know, the connections that they can make, I, you know, events that I've, I've been at, I've met people where I didn't even know th- that there was a possibility to, for them to have made the connection they made and they did it. And so sometimes just talking and being very clear with who you are and what you stand for, the other person will go, oh, because you're so clear, now let me introduce you to somebody because I, I you know, I feel good about introducing you because you're, you're showing up in your power. So, yeah, I definitely believe in that. Well, let's talk about this uh, template of the Key Smiling Movement. So, first of all, your journey. So, what was mm-hmm. it in your journey that actually caused you to be who you are today, i.e., your obstacles, your challenges? Well, who um, I would say that, as far as my story is concerned, um, got a lot went into it. Um, let's say that I grew up in a family of I have seven brothers and sisters. And so I was always, um, as a, even a, a kid, talking for my younger uh, brothers and sisters to my older brothers and sisters, and for my older brothers and sisters, kind of, I was the middle child. So I was always having to try to, you know, kind of explain where people were coming from <laughs> to each, each side. I was in that kind of age gap. And so all throughout my life, um, I learned how to reframe stories so that other people could understand, and typically how that translated to is other people at scale could understand if I, um, if, you know, if I had a message, if, if I had, you know, a principle or a community that I could really affect change at scale. And so I remember, um, unfortunately in 2011, my mom passed away of breast cancer and I developed an online community using Instagram. It was a personal community. It was called model Warren. And it wasn't necessarily that I was a model. It was my mom always used to call me her model son. And, and that, that kind of flew over a lot of people's heads on Instagram. They're like, wait, you're not a model. But, um, <laughs> but we, um, so what I did was that I developed, uh, uh, through that, I ended up developing a personality and started speaking about inspiration, motivation. I got into bodybuilding and kind of ended up becoming a model and um, learned community building inside and out. And when my mom passed away, I actually started applying for internships uh, with celebrity fashion photographers in New York and ended up getting one and flew out to New York and went from zero to a hundred very quickly, um, first as an intern and then, uh, about four weeks later becoming his studio manager and then, uh, having strategic, managing all of his strategic partnerships with GQ, Mont Blanc, um, Uniqlo, all these, uh, major fashion brands and learned how they did influencer marketing. So learned how they chose who they chose and essentially what market segments they were looking to tap into and what was the whole strategy behind influencer marketing and global brand ambassadors. And so once I I learned that, um, that's when a kind of light bulb went off in my head and I said, if they're doing it for that, if they're doing it for fashion, I could do this for something that I'm passionately interested in, uh, which is strangely enough or oddly enough, uh, has always been kind of the deep sea or ocean life and the animal that I've always been fascinated with is the octopus. And so I 
used what I had learned in New York um, and actually started developing this community and parallel to that started developing this methodology to building a fanatical community alongside of it. So, and that's kind of where I am today. (laughs) And I have so many other questions, but let's... Let's talk about that octopus. Why the octopus? Why is that the fascinating one to you? So as a kid, I was always um, intrigued with things outside of our, our, know, our know-how. Um, and aliens, to me, this whole idea, I always thought even as a kid, you know, the whole idea that we're the only people that exist on this planet, and there's such a big, there's an infinite universe, I thought there has to be something else. And it's just, as a kid, my curiosity was endless for that whole idea and I remember going to the aquarium when I was seven and uh, actually seeing an octopus for the first time. And I had so many questions. I was always a curious person. And I, I asked the Aquarius, you know, how do they age? You know, she's like, well, science hasn't really figured out, you know, how to tell their age if they catch one in captivity. And that was just so crazy to me. And then there were all these questions I asked her. And she said, well, science hasn't figured that out yet. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> like, they figure out all these other animals. Why can't they figure out this one? And so it just started my curiosity for that, uh, that animal, and I kept it kind of as this, um, this token, I guess, token, token animal to me, uh, and didn't really know what to do with it until I, I got the information that I, you know, in New York, and then I thought, I can revisit this now. Um, and so it came full circle, and now we have close to 350,000 members, and we're a 501c3 nonprofit, and uh, we have a lot of celebrity influencers that are, are, are aligned with us. But, um, so yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big deal now. <laughs> well, I certainly want to have your story and this show turn into one of our Keep Smiling books because you have created so much with your intention, with your mission. I wanted to uh, do kind of a, a small rapid fire inside this segment of the other two questions I have for you, and then I wanted to turn it over to Andrea, okay. and then we'd go to rapid fire. So um, what and how did you discover your why? I discovered it, I think I discovered the night that I reached out to my family, and um, I was in New York, and I was going to all these fashion events, and, um, you know, I was sitting with the, like, the global creative director of Calvin Klein, and just all these really cool things, and it didn't really excite me as much as it did everybody around me, and um, it wasn't that it was Calvin Klein or anything, it was just, it did excite me, and so I called home, and I remember telling, you know, my family, you know, I think I want to do this other thing. I want to start the largest octopus fan club. And nobody was excited about it. <laughs> like nobody, I didn't get that. Woo. Like, Oh, that sounds great. You're going to leave celebrities. You're going to leave all this. And in my heart, I knew that what I wanted from them was I wanted support. I didn't want them. I, I wanted support from them. I didn't want them to agree with what I was going to do. And I didn't make that distinction. And so I think that by me starting it just at 2 o'clock in the morning because I was just tired and I thought if I don't do it tonight, it's never going to happen. I thought how many other people aren't giving themselves permission because they're reaching out to people too soon um, and and telling them about their dream when they don't need support for the dream, really. They just need support for who they are and and the decisions that they're making. And so I went out there and I started working with other people and it seemed that that was the case. You know, a lot of people that wanted to build communities confided in me first, and I said, yes, you can do it, and here's how. And so I've started a lot of people in a lot of communities, um, and by them confiding in me first or them having established community and saying, this is how you make it sustainable. And so I, I would say that um, it, was, it was that night, probably 
soon after my mom passed away that I was, I was really struggling and looking for support. And I thought, I, I can do this. <laughs> like, you know, so, um, so I did, and, and here we are. So, <laughs> Would you say your, uh, your why is a bit of a tribute to your mom? Yeah, for sure. Um, because uh, she said, you know, like she said, I was always her model son, and she meant just like, you know, you're the model in which people should be modeling their lives after. And I thought, okay, well, let me make that a methodology so people can truly do that <laughs> instead of me just being selfish and keeping that to myself because there's a process that I use to do what I do. And, uh, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to communicate it. So why not break it down, communicate it, and have it replicated? <laughs> That's really beautiful, Warren. And I, I want to say to the parents who um, are influencers to their children, you're hearing from past episodes I've shared and, and Warren's that you create your son or daughter's identity by how much you believe in them. So uh, mm-hmm. the number one thing I would say is a gift for the holiday season is to take charge of your parenthood and cause a leader, cause them to believe they can be anything because Warren and uh, myself and so many others are examples of how a parent actually causes that transformation of a belief system into actually a reality. So that's really cool. And the last part that's I wanted cool, to ask yeah. you, thank you, Warren. And the last part I wanted to just ask you is uh, we've never done this before. So I want to try this out today. And if okay. this works the way I think it will, I would like to continue this for all future shows. So I would like to ask you a question that is the how question. How do you create mm-hmm. abundance for clients? How do you solve problems and how do you inspire positivity and smiles? Okay, so should, is this, is, should I, is this it's, a, it's like a one minute, two minute response. It's a one minute, two minute <laughs> okay. response. So we can get, thank, and sorry for, for that part. That. <laughs> yes, that's important because we have to go to rapid fire. But I want to ask that question because <laughs> It's your question. It's to you. Yeah, so maybe could you repeat it one more time just so I, I yes. have it? How, so when someone is actually thinking about working with you, how do you mm. create abundance? How do you solve their problem? And how do you inspire smiles? So how I solve their problems is really helping them understand where their community is at, how, how, you know, how they how they can reverse engineer the attention span of the person that they're looking to get a hold of. So just to give you an example, for me, I had to reverse engineer the attention span of somebody who self-identified as being interested in octopus. And so for a lot of people, they don't think that their subject matter is that, is that strange or that, that's weird. And I convinced them by the end of that first conversation that them jumping on Facebook Live every single day to their family and talking about what lights them up isn't necessarily the best place for them to to be <laughs> um, because yeah. there's a world out there, right? And so, you know, places like this platform, if you're trying to um, get a hold of people who are, are you know, influencers or, or really trying to hone in their message, that's when you would come to this platform to share your message. And so there's, for a lot of people out there that have all these um, interests, I really break down for them, okay, this is where that person is. This is who's, who's currently in the marketplace catering to that attention span. So that interest, people that are over here can entertain that conversation that you're looking to have. Because there's lots of people that I deal with who are in, incredibly brilliant and they're talking to an audience that just doesn't comprehend what they're saying. And so they feel like there's lack. And I'm like, no, you just need to go to the big dogs. You need to go to the big leagues and have conversations with thought leaders that are world leaders. 
because you have the capacity to do that, but they are kind of thinking small. And so I think once they open them up to that possibility, that realm of, I understand where you're coming from, but you're having the conversation with the wrong people and the wrong audience, that they then light up um, because now they're, they're having conversations that light them up, that entertain them. They're geeking out with people that, like Nation, there's 350,000 members who would love to talk about the obstacle land of an octopus. <laughs> there's, well, here we go. Know, we are at four, we're at three minutes, so i got to cut in and just say, yeah, Andrea, okay, perfect, Andrea yeah. has a quick question, and it's, uh, who are your top two mem- mentors? My top two mentors, I would say, um, in, in different ways, um, I would say one is Brene Brown. Um, We've never spoken personally. I've read all of her books. I saw her first TED Talk on the power of vulnerability, and that really helped me tap into a part of me that I didn't know existed. Um, But for uh, internet marketing and kind of how I got my message out there and learned um, how to communicate online effectively to uh, convert people and to help them understand is Tom Antion. And he's been a really underground force to be reckoned with. And Yvette, if you can please share who your top mentor is. I, I also have Bray Brown on my list here. Um, I, again, I never spoke with her one-on-one, but read all her books and her TED Talks, and she's someone who continues to inspire me. And then I think on a business level, you guys had a chance to meet Pete Garcia at our Speak in America um, session. Um, Pete came into my life in 1995 um, as I was joining um, a certain corporate um, space in our, in our company. We have to be, we have and, to be um, short at this point. It's rapid fire, so we only have like one more minute. So let me let me yeah, kind of just say a, a book that changed your life. Warren, you first, and then Yvette. Uh, Games People Play by Dr. Eric Byrne. Yvette. The Power of Intention by Dr. Wayne Dreyer. And Yvette got a chance to say how people can follow her. Uh, how can people connect with you, Warren? If they go, they you just email me at Warren at Octonation dot com. O C T O N A T I O N. That's the best way to get all of me. Andrea, quick, rapid fire, quick answers. Go ahead, Andrea. Your favorite quote, Yvette? My favorite quote is, I, my goal is to change, oh, goodness. My goal is to leave you better than I found you. Amen. And yours, Warren? Mine is, life's a shipwreck, but we must not forget to sing in the lifeboat by Voltaire. <laughs> awesome. Mm. I love that one, too. That is a great one. All right, so it's <laughs> the holiday season. And the biggest gift is love. So love actually. Uh, Yvette, you first. Who uh, would you like to give a shout-out that changed your life and you love? I think the person I want to shout-out is um, this man named Mike Mayo. He came into my life, and he let me know that I can do everything that I wanted to do. I just had to believe in myself. And um, and he continues. Warren. We're down to 10 seconds. Go ahead, Warren. Your shout-out. <laughs> Mine would be to Roberto Candelaria, my partner in crime. So, yep, he's he's there for me, supports me, and he gets what I gets what I'm trying to do in the world. Amen. So, happy holidays! It's so cool that we were able to uh, have a show just before Christmas and before the New Year. So, have a happy holiday. Thank you very much for being on the show, Yvette and Warren. You guys are amazing leaders. I am so thankful that you were able to spend time with us, and we look forward to bringing you back on to have more questions and answers to help feed the 2019 abundance. Have a happy holiday season, a happy new year. Thank you, Andrea. And this has been brought to you by Big Events USA, as well as the Keep Smiling Movement. (laughs) 
We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.